time to screw the norms. To fit in, we often hide what's on our minds, who we really are, or who we want to be, or even what we want to do. But now you're having the right conversations. Here, we'll talk about sex, relationships, and mental health, and how they interact with each other and so many other aspects of life. Shame can't survive when we're honest and curious with each other and ourselves. It's time for your mind to scream less and for you to screw more. I'm Rachel Wright, a non-monogamous queer psychotherapist and your host. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to The Right Conversations. Today, we are having a conversation about everything vaginal health with Priyanka Jane. Priyanka, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Very excited for our conversation today. Same, same. So tell everyone listening who you are, what you do, what lights you up, all that good stuff. Amazing. Yes. Well, I'm Priyanka, as you said. I'm the, um, I guess from a human standpoint, I grew up in Seattle. I live in New York City. Um, and I come from a background in machine learning and data science, but here we are having a conversation about vaginal health. So I will connect the dots for you. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have always been really interested in ways that we could use data and technology to make the world somehow more fair for those of us that haven't been on the dominant side of history, if you will. Um, and spent many years thinking about how we can use algorithms to improve the hiring process to make it more fair for people of different genders, ethnicities, socioeconomic backgrounds, um, and focus less on the resume. And in that journey, learned a lot about what it means to build fair and transparent algorithms, especially in really regulated areas. Um, but while I had my very serious day job, I was also a patient of the healthcare system and had been dealing with so many of my own health issues, primarily autoimmune, which uh, unfortunately in this country means that nobody really ever knows what's going on. And I spent yeah. years going in and out of doctor's offices, feeling like I had all these symptoms that no one could explain um, and constantly being told to, you know, try drinking more water or try sleeping more, or maybe you have a stressful job and maybe you should meditate more. And I was like, okay, all these things are like probably true, but also like there's gotta be some level of data that someone can help me use to actually point to the markers of what was going on in my right. body. And I'll never forget like one of the, you know, peaks of one of these flare-ups, I was dealing with some very blatant symptoms that you could like, it was like very clear something was wrong. And at the same time got 17 tubes of blood work back saying that I was perfectly healthy. And I was like, okay, clearly we have like no idea what yeah. to measure when it comes to, I remember my doctor calling me and saying, you know, these are some of the most perfect results I've seen in the past two years. And I was like, okay. And meanwhile, here I am suffering. And I think at that moment, I was kind of like, wow, there just must be so much that we're not measuring when it comes to my health. And I very much thought this was a me problem. Took the to the internet, starting to do my own research, as I think so many women ended up doing. And that was when I found out that women weren't in clinical research in the US until 1993. And that to this day, we are diagnosed on average four years later than men for over 770 diseases. And I was like, it's such a disgusting me. statistic. <laughs> completely, completely agree. Um, but to me, the opportunity was thinking about like, oh, wow, if we've only ever studied essentially middle-aged, mid-sized white men, and we've essentially built a healthcare system that defines health and disease based on those people, 
then there's probably so many signals that the female body is uniquely giving off, telling us, you know, I'm doing really well over here and I really need help over here, but we're just not measuring any of those signals because we never studied women. And so that was when a light bulb went off for me that there are probably so many of those signals. And um, obviously that's what led to the genesis of Evie. And um, at Evie, our first focus is on the vaginal microbiome and vaginal health. And just to give you a little bit on why vaginal health, maybe I'll say two different things that are helpful to know. One is that vaginal discomfort is the leading reason that women seek healthcare advice in the US. It is extremely prevalent, depending on how you look at it. It's the number one type of OBGYN visit is for vaginitis. 30% of people with vaginas at any given time have a vaginal infection. So very, very prevalent. And unfortunately, when we go to get healthcare, we seek healthcare, go to a doctor, we are more likely to be misdiagnosed than correctly diagnosed. And we are more likely not to get better than we are to get better. I think we've all been there. Um, yeah. So you have this really horrific experience around something that's so, I mean, you and I have talked about this loads. Yeah. It is so <laughs> not just physically frustrating, but affects your relationships, is so emotionally draining, um, isolating, shameful, so much stigma around it. And that's so unfortunate because not only is it very uncomfortable and causing all of these mental health ramifications and relational ramifications, there's also then so much research showing on the other side of this that your vaginal health affects so much of the rest of your health outcomes. And essentially, when your vaginal microbiome breaks down, you not only get these symptoms and infections that we all know far too well, but then you also lose the barrier that's protecting the rest of your reproductive system. And you start to see much higher rates of infertility, IVF failure, Mm. preterm birth, cervical cancer progression, STI acquisition. And I just can't believe that there's something that all all of us people with vaginas are dealing with, experiencing so frequently, and that has such a, plays such a big role in our, our health outcomes. And yet we never had access to that information on our own bodies. And no one was actually using it to help us make better decisions. Um, and so that's what we're focused on at Evie right now and really interested in ways that we can continue to pioneer research that will make the life of living with a female body better. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I actually, uh, I wanted to tell you this and I was like, oh, I'll wait till we record. But I had for the very first time I went to go see, I was having like recurrent, um, a pattern of like yeast infection, BV, take medication and then it would like start over again. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And like, I'm someone who knows you. I like have education around this stuff, you know? And, and still it was like my primary care doctor was just like, I don't, I don't know what to do. So she referred me to this, um, OBGYN up here in Westchester and white man, middle-aged, And for the very first time in my entire life, he brought up vaginal microbiome. Wow. Oh my gosh. What did he say? Like he was, first he started like teaching me about it. And then I like, I like paused him and I was like, I don't want to interrupt you. This is actually like the best medical experience (laughs) I've ever had. I just, I happen to know like kind of what you're talking about. So like, I would love to talk about like next, you know, um, yeah. But he he was like fully educating me on the different bacteria, the different things that yeah. make it up, what he thought was going on. He also had a full and complete list of other ways to help manage it. So like 
bamboo toilet paper, white cotton underwear. Like I had never, ever in my entire life of seeing any gynecologist been met with this level of knowledge and the way that he was able to describe it. I was like, I want to refer every person to you that well, you're going to have to send me his name so that we can reach out to him. Cause it sounds like he should be a part of the Ivy Ivy provider team. <laughs> 100%, 100%, absolutely incredible experience. So for anyone listening, who's like, that doesn't exist. I was with you. And apparently there is one man out there doing <laughs> <laughs> the Lord. So glad. Yeah. Yeah. It was incredible. So can you start by sharing with everybody what the vaginal microbiome is and like how that then relates to things like yeast infections, BV, all all of those other things? hundred percent. Yes. So vaginal microbiome is very fancy word for basically something that's not that fancy, which is a community of microbes that live in your vagina, right? People have probably heard of the gut microbiome or the skin microbiome or the oral microbiome, all of those are just community of diff- communities of microbes that live in or on some type of part of your body. And it turns out we have one of them in our vaginas. And in our vagina, they're doing more than just hanging out there, if you will. It turns out that when you have a healthy or protective vaginal microbiome, what that really means is that it's dominated by a type of bacteria, the most common of which is lactobacilli, which is maybe a term you've heard from probiotics or yogurt. Um, the lactobacilli play an important role in the vagina because they essentially take up space on the vaginal wall and they produce lactic acid and hydrogen peroxide. All of that to mean they essentially keep the vaginal environment very low pH, so acidic. And they make it so that when a pathogen gets into the vagina, it can't survive, right? Because the vagina is essentially this open gateway between the outside world, which has every pathogen you could imagine. <laughs> and then on the other side, some of your most important reproductive organs, right? But when a pathogen gets into your vagina and your vaginal microbiome is doing well, it's like, it's too acidic for you. There's no space for you. And they die off. Yeah, they can't survive. They can't replicate. They can't move up. Um, But what happens is when, basically when the pathogenic bacteria get into your vagina, there's a variety of different things that can happen that can shift the vaginal pH, which maybe is another term that you've heard. And it could be semen. Semen has a higher pH than the typical vagina. And when it sits in the vaginal microbiome is increasing the pH for that period of time. Menstrual blood has a higher pH than the uh, vaginal microbiome typically does. That can throw things off. You can sit in your swimsuit for too long. I mean, we've all done all the things. And when that happens, those pathogenic microbes are able to start to replicate. It moves into the pH part of the pH scale where they're able to survive And what you see is that as they overtake that healthy bacteria, that is literally bacterial vaginosis, right? When you start to see this dysbiosis of the vaginal microbiome and those pathogens start to take over. And then what we experience that as is odor and discomfort and discharge, all of the things that we've all experienced too many times. And, but on top of that, what's happening is, you know, not only are you having these uncomfortable symptoms and these infections, That's why you've also lost this barrier for the rest of your reproductive system, right? Because now when pathogens get into the vagina, they can move up, they can cause inflammation and infection. And that's when you start to see much higher rates of all of the outcomes that I mentioned earlier. It's so simple. And yet, like, why don't we learn this? You know, (laughs) like what? I mean, 
because I mean, why don't that we learn not, so many things? I, I'm not about to say you, you know yeah. better than anyone. Yeah. <laughs> that is not doing us many favors. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, our vaginas are unfortunately not only something we're not taught about in school, but then unfortunately afterwards is also not something that we talk about, right? It's such a stigmatized topic. I think yeah. especially bacterial vaginosis is something that is not talked about enough. That BV is the infection that 30% of women at any given time have BV. So, so, so prevalent. And yet what you find is that most people have never even heard of it. Most people have only heard of yeast infections and UTIs, probably because it's more socially normal to talk about itching than it is to talk about odor. But I think that there's so much to be done in just helping women and people with vaginas better recognize their own symptoms and be able to put words and terms behind what's actually going on so that they can advocate for themselves within the healthcare system. Well, and to that point, like there's such a lack of knowledge around um, what different discharge could mean. Uh, The fact that if you're not on any oral contraceptive, that your discharge changing throughout your cycle is incredibly normal, that there could be like white creamy discharge that is healthy and part of your cycle and doesn't mean yeast infection. I remember, you know, my first yeast infection, I was eight years old and I got it from leaving my bathing suit on too long. And, uh, I, because of that, I was then prone to more yeast infections as a young adult and, and adult. And my body and brain have associated like any white discharge, any, not (laughs) like any, anything that resembled white discharge, I would be like, alert, alert, alert. And when I got off of my oral contraceptive just earlier this year and started having this like range of discharge throughout my menstrual cycle, I was like, oh my God, it's, it's white. Like what's going on? (laughs) And I like, and this is me again, like I'm, I'm educated in these things and and teach them. And yet I was on my own computer, like Googling, you know, like day 11 of cycle, is this normal? You know? And like, if I'm Googling that, then I can imagine that like the vast majority of Americans aren't, aren't either even paying attention because we're there's so much shame around like getting to know your own vulva and vagina or they're paying attention but don't really know what it means completely i mean that's exactly what we find and i think that people do turn to google they turn to these places where they're trying to get answers they're trying to get information and unfortunately like the most com- I mean, especially before Evie, they were getting hit with ads for Vagisil or Summer's yep. Eve or these companies selling you another wipe, wash, suppository to make you try to make your vagina smell like a flower, right? Because the healthcare system has failed you. And I think that in reality, there's so much more that we should all know about our vaginal. I mean, it just blows my mind that we pay no attention to it until like literally we are in a state of like full infection and it smells like that is the moment that we're like, oh, now I should think about this really important part of my body. And so we're very, very focused on how do we help people take a more proactive approach to their vaginal health. There's so many proactive steps you can take to better manage it. And I mean, the first one of those is to like actually know what's going on. What is the baseline for you? What are the things that affect your vaginal health? What really works for you? What doesn't work for you? And like giving people the data to actually know how to best take care of their own bodies because there isn't like a one size fits all approach. And I think 
especially with a microbiome that is so specific to what's going on in your body. What are your levels of different hormones? What are the types of underwear that you're wearing? What is the type of sex you're having with which type of person? Like all of those things are playing a role in the specific community in your vagina. And like knowing what that is, knowing how to improve it over time so that you're not in a state of fear when these things happen is so important. And we found that for our community, just data and information is very much the beginning of that journey. If you experience recurrent BV or yeast infections or struggle with vaginal symptoms like odor, discharge, pain with sex, or more, you are not alone. And you should totally test your vaginal microbiome with Evi. Evi has developed the world's first at-home vaginal microbiome test and screens for more than 700 bacteria and fungi with a single swab, including those related to symptoms and infections. Evi also offers free one-on-one vaginal health coaching and innovative prescription treatment programs developed just for you by a provider. You can order your vaginal health test today at evy.com, that's E-V-V-Y.com, and use code RACHEL10 for $10 off your first test. I want to get into exactly what the Evy test does, um, because I know I've talked about it, and I will often get questions of like, what is this actually analyzed? And I'm like, here's their website, because I'm like, I'm not going to even try. This is not my... But before we do that, you brought up wipes, cleansers, um, even some douching, which is like just the worst word ever. Um, What is your take on these products? You know, the the especially the ones that kind of advertise healthy for your pH or for people who get yeast infections or BV. yeah. What what is what are your thoughts on that? And what does the research show? Yeah, I think that the research is yet to show that anything helps or nothing that I've seen has actually proven that any of the wipes, washes, et cetera, improve vaginal health. Um, maybe some of them are less detrimental to your vaginal health than others. I would say the most important thing is that nothing should go on in near your vagina. Any wash that is being designed for any of these use cases is at best going on your vulva, but should never go inside. And that's because any type of wash that gets into your vaginal microbiome is going to wreak havoc and cause way more problems than good. Um, And so, I mean, what the research shows is that like water does a great job down there and you don't need a lot more than that. But so I haven't seen anything that says that it helps. I've only seen research that says that it hurts, but I haven't seen every product on earth and every study on earth. No, so of course, of course. <laughs> convinced otherwise, but I think in general, the most important thing to note is if you are going to use a wash, just make sure it never gets near your vagina because that is how you create problems. Douching is one of the worst things you can do for your vaginal health period across the board. Yeah. Yeah. I really love, um, have you heard of the company Momotaro Apotheca? Yes. Okay. So they have this. But I I don't know them uh, deeply. Lindsay's great. She's the founder. And um, they have this hydrosol spray that essentially you can use it all over your body. I've also used it on clothes. And it's an all natural um, bacteria ritter for odor. So, like after the gym, right? If you are not, you don't have time to shower 
the it's totally safe to spray on the skin of your vulva and like inner thighs where like sweat may, you know, get Uh, there. And then you smell kind of like this, not vaginal odor, but like around the vulva odor. Um, And that's one of my favorite things to use because it doesn't go in or on and it's in spray form. So like, it's really easy to keep it separate. Um, But yeah, I mean, I see still like I was at Target and saw the, the whole aisle of like, yeah. I mean, there's Summer's some of the best selling products on the internet, right? Unfortunately. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's because of what I said earlier, right? When you have these discomfort and these symptoms and you go to the doctor and you're getting the wrong diagnosis, the treatments you're getting aren't helping you. It's like, you're not just going to live with it. You're going to go try something else. Right. And unfortunately, like that's what the world has to offer us is things that act as band-aids and make it smell better or feel better in the moment, but then doesn't actually fix the root problem. And so that's very much what we're focused on is actually doing the research to really help us understand like what is health in the vagina? What is disease in the vagina? How is that different for different types of people? What works for different types of people? How do we actually like put data and research behind this? Because like, it's wild to me that this is the state of the union for the number one reason that women go to the doctor. (laughs) Like that is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, imagine if this were for cisgender men, like I mean, we'd be all over it. A hundred percent as is most conditions that affect people with vaginas, but this one feels particularly bad. And especially given all of the, even like, God forbid, anyone cares about our quality of life with the (laughs) infections with that. But then it's also like, this is costing the system so much money in all of these downstream areas that vaginal health affects. And yet still it's so stigmatized and we get so little research towards it. So that's a perfect segue. Will you talk about what the Evy test tests for, and then also what people can expect after getting results. Yeah, hundred percent. So the Evy test tests for everything in the vagina. So like, I was trying to think of an analogy the other day, and you can tell me if this makes sense to you. Basically, right. like, say you're sick, like you have something that feels like the cold or the flu, and you like take a COVID test and it's negative, and you're like, well, I still have something, right? And then you kind of wish you could just take a test and then no matter what it is, it tells you what it is. That's yes. basically what I'm doing for the vagina. So instead that is of a saying, perfect <laughs> analogy. Perfect. Yes. Instead of saying like, is this one species of yeast present or this one STI, we're able to say, okay, of the over 700 microbes that have ever been isolated from the genital urinary tract, like are any of them present? And if so, at what quantities, who's winning, the good guys or the bad guys? If it's the bad guys, which bad guys? Do you have an STI? Do you have BV? Do you have AV? Like every microbe associated with all of those conditions, we can test for with one swab, which was really the big innovation that Evie brought, which was saying, okay, we have the technology to do this, right? This is what essentially similar to what Ancestry and 23andMe did for the human genome. Like, why aren't we using this for the vaginal microbiome? Companies have been using it for the gut microbiome or the oral microbiome, the skin microbiome, the plant microbiome, the animal microbiome, like every single one but the vagina. They're like, well, vaginas, nah, that's fine. Literally, I was at a microbiome conference the other day and the tagline was gut, oral, skin, plant, and animal. Like, we didn't even make the cut. I was, and they asked me to speak and I was like, I will only consider speaking if you add vaginal to the list of things that you supposedly care about. I was like, this is so crazy. Um, Oh my goodness. I know, but, but the technology existed and hadn't been used for this use case. 
And it felt like there was this was an area that we as people with vaginas really needed more information to manage our own healthcare. So essentially, as a patient, you can go to the Abby website, you can buy the test, and there's two different things to know about the test. Uh, one is the type of test you can get. The core EVI test is the EVI vaginal health test. It looks for, like I said, all 700 microbes that have ever been found in the urinary or vaginal tract. Um, and now you can also add on STI testing to that as well. So exciting. It's exciting. Um, and then also you can choose if you want to buy the test one time and just get a snapshot for right now, or if you want to test it over time and really see how it's changing. To your point, it changes with your cycle, with your partners, with the treatments you're on. If you get a yeast infection and then you take another medication, your birth control. Um, and so we actually find that the majority of our members choose to test over time. So you order it, you get it at home, no matter what you order, it's just one single swab. It's like a Q-tip swab of your vagina. I always say it's even easier than putting in a tampon. Oh, for um, sure. You then mail it back. So easy. Uh, you then mail it back to our lab. They then do fancy CLIACAP certified metagenomic sequencing, which is all fancy terms to say that they sequence the whole genome of all bacteria and fungi that are present. And then we take in that huge amount of data we combine it with what you told us. So what are your symptoms? Are you in menopause? Are you postpartum? Do you have PCOS? Are you on a certain birth control? And we combine all of that into a beautiful educational experience to really introduce you to your vaginal microbiome. So generally, do you have a lot of protective bacteria or disruptive bacteria? What different health conditions are these things associated with? What does research know about them? Really a lot of education. And then we give every member a plan of next steps. So maybe there are certain medications that you wanna to talk to your doctor about. Maybe you wanna to talk to your partner about different type of condom usage. Maybe you wanna think about your period products and how those are contributing. Um, so you'll get a list of next steps. And then excitingly, just in um, the beginning of this year, we launched the ability to actually get full end-to-end -end care through Evie as well. So a lot of our members came back to us saying, you know, I don't have a doctor that I love or my doctor tells me it's in my head, or I can't see my doctor for three months, um, you name it. And so now you can actually connect to a provider through Evie. They're able to review your results. They're trained in the vaginal microbiome, and they're actually able to then prescribe custom compounded vaginal suppositories with the ingredients that are most likely to shift your vaginal microbiome back to being dominated by that healthy bacteria. Um, and last oh, year, we cool. actually ran... Thank you. I'm very happy that this exists now. Finally, um, we last year ran an IRB approved human study showing that our test and care platform together were able to get 83% of participants from full infection dysbiosis state to being fully dominated by protective bacteria, which, as you know, most people end up in a cycle to, in yep. today's world. I think it's between 50 and 80% of people with an infection recur their infection within three to six months. Yeah. So to actually get people back to a state of healthy, a healthy vaginal microbiome was really exciting. That is uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I've shared about the the test before and like my experience with it. And I just want to like emphasize how easy and non-invasive this is Um, for anybody who's like, I hate pap smears. Like, I don't want to, it is like not even remotely close. It's like, a covid swab for your vagina and not as deep <laughs> and it's not your nose so it doesn't hurt generate it covid swab not yeah, the exactly. brain swab it's like 
the lower nostril swab. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. It's generation two of the of the COVID test. <laughs> it, oh, it's so no, wonderful. I'm so glad that you were able to go through it. And I just think that like there's so much education to be had about our vaginal health and also just having the confidence to describe your symptoms, to know what you're talking about, whether that's with your doctor or your partner. And one of the key parts of the EVI platform is not only do you get this kind of like test experience, the, you know, the products and the digital experience, but also every single one of our members is matched to a health coach. And I don't know if this is something you got to go through or you chose to go through, but I didn't, health coach I didn't, I should. Oh, the well, health I want coaches to. Are, me um, yeah. Well, you can, um, and they are available to walk you through your results one-on-one answer all of your questions. If you need to have a hard conversation about condom use with a partner, or you want to prep for how you're going to advocate for yourself with your doctor, they are there to help you prep for those conversations, to explain the scientific evidence, to walk you through a study, to help you understand your personal results or your specific treatment plan from a doctor. Um, And they are just like such empathetic, supportive, intelligent humans. And I think to finally give everyone with vagina access to experts on the topic has been so unfortunately revolutionary. And I think that plus the peer support of our community has just been such an amazing resource for so many women and people with vaginas that have just felt so isolated in their vaginal health experience. So I think in addition to the cool kind of technology and treatments and data, I think there's a lot of human to the Abby platform that's critical as well. Oh, amazing. Is there anything that we did not hit on that you want to make sure anyone listening knows? Because I know that this is like a densely packed info <laughs> pod, so I don't want to like overwhelm anyone with that was. But I I want to make sure that we don't leave anything behind that you want to make sure. No, I think this has been such a great conversation. I mean, the one thing maybe I could add is that there, even if you, uh, it's not time for you to take an EV test yet. Um, the EBI platform has so much great educational content on your vaginal health that is all free, whether it's on our Instagram, our TikTok, our blog. So if you have questions about your vaginal health, you can always send them to us and we're more than happy to answer what we can or direct you to the right place. Um, and there's also just some really great science, scientifically backed medical content that can really help you understand this part of your body, even if the test isn't right for you right now. So we hope that that platforms able to help us connect with as many people as possible so that we can undo um, the non-learnings that we had in sex ed. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I I think that, you know, similar to therapy, there's kind of this narrative of like, don't worry about it until there's a problem. And I, for many, many, many years have, you know, preached about the best time for therapy, whether that's individual or couple or relationship is when there isn't a crisis. When you don't need, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that you can really build up the school, the, the schools, the skills and the knowledge and like all of that when you're not in a place of, oh my God, please help me. This is falling apart. Um, so to your point, like I think that it's such a wonderful time, regardless of what's going on with your own vagina to learn about these things so that when there is something off, you A, have the knowledge to like know that it's off versus it being just a part of our hormonal changes um, and knowing kind of how to utilize this resource when you're not like, please just make it go away. Completely. I could not agree with that more. It's like, 
the goal is to catch, to understand what healthy looks like for you and then to keep you there versus what we do right now, which is wait literally until it smells. We wait until the whole vaginal microbiome has been disrupted. You have nothing protective left. And then we're all the way over here. And this is when people typically used to come to Evie and we would be on a journey trying to get them back to being over here. But if you come to us over here, there's a lot more we can do to help you stay there. And so we hope that long-term that becomes part of our preventative health, right? Vaginal health is the front door to so much of women's health. And I'm so excited that we can finally give people the data to understand that part of their body. So amazing. So during this episode, my friends, uh, you will have heard an ad um, for for Evie and you will have a code if you want to try it out. Um, I believe it gives $10 off if I'm remembering that correctly. Um, I don't know, but I'm sure you're correct. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's 10. (laughs) Like I will let you know if it's different. Um, But in the meantime, where can people find you? Where can people find Evie? And we'll put everything in the show notes as well, but just for auditory humans. Yeah, it's um, Evie.com. So E-V-V-Y.com. We're on Instagram at Evie and on TikTok at Evie bio. Amazing. Priyanka, thank you so much for your time and for your career pivot into this like incredible, incredible work. I'm just, I'm so grateful. It's helped me. It's helped so many people. I have had people write me on Instagram being like, I got this test and it was so unbelievably helpful. And like, thank you so much for, you know, recommending and, and letting us know about this. So just thank you for doing this work and putting this out into the world. Well, the feeling goes both ways. I am so grateful that I can send people your way. I can't tell you how much the work that you do is needed. So um, we we are very glad that you exist and so glad that we get to partner in bringing both of these stigmatized topics back to light. Amen. (laughs) Thank you so much, my dear. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you so much. That's all for today, you sexy folks. What questions came to mind as you were listening? Continue the conversation with me over on Instagram at the right underscore Rachel. And don't forget, please leave a rating and a review so that we can continue erasing shame and stigma together.